0: This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a Ph.D. in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Jen Shah? First, I'll look at the background of Jen Shah, move to the timeline of the crime, then offer my analysis. Jennifer Shah was born in Salt Lake City, Utah on October 4, 1973. She goes by the name Jen. She lived with her grandparents in Hawaii until she was five years old. Her parents then brought her back to Utah, where they had studied at Brigham Young University. Jen did well in high school. After graduating, she enrolled at the University of Utah where she would meet a man named Sharif Shaw. Later, the couple would marry and have two sons. Sharif was a college football player, but he was injured. He decided to complete his degree as Jen dropped out of college to get a job. Jen's husband eventually earned a law degree and spent years as a civil litigator. In 2012, Sharif was offered a position as an assistant coach at the University of Utah. His salary was several hundred thousand dollars a year. In 2021, he earned over half a million dollars. Jen had several jobs throughout the years. She was a secretary, nanny, and a model. She worked for companies involved with finance, leadership development, and direct marketing. She met a man named Stuart Smith when working for a marketing company called Thrive Learning in 2011. Jen and Stuart left to start their own companies, but they remained in contact. Now moving to the timeline of the crime. Starting sometime around 2012, Jen became involved in a criminal conspiracy. She operated a nationwide telemarketing fraud scheme that victimized thousands of people, many of them elderly. The scheme involved dozens of different conspirators, but was not sophisticated or complex. Jen's role in the crime was to manage the contact information of potential victims. She would identify people who others could then defraud. Jen did this by collecting information from business opportunity ads, for example, an ad that says, work from home for just $99. When somebody clicks on this type of ad, their name and contact information are placed on a list. Jen would sell this information to telemarketers, who would then contact the target and try to sell them various business services, for example, website development, e-commerce consulting, accounting services, and business coaching. Some of the victims spent thousands of dollars, but the services had little or no value. The telemarketers would continue to defraud the same victims repeatedly until the victims had no money left and their credit cards were maxed out. Eventually, Jen branched out from only selling leads. She owned and operated one of the telemarketing sales operations that was part of the scheme. During the time that Jen was involved in the scheme, dozens of her conspirators were arrested. Jen was not deterred. She continued her involvement in the scheme and tried to avoid detection. Over the course of several years, she made significant efforts to hide her criminal activity. For example, she directed others to lie. She placed bank accounts and businesses in the names of other people. She no longer accepted any type of payment other than cash. She told people to delete text messages and electronic documents. She put computers and other evidence where she thought the authorities could not find them, and she moved some of her operations to another country. The authorities started investigating Jen after arresting people involved in another similar scam. In November 2020, Jen was featured on the Bravo reality television series, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The Real Housewives franchise follows a cast comprising women who have been financially successful. The franchise has a strong preference for cast members who have remarkably poor judgment. Their lives are supposed to be dramatic, stressful, and exciting. Shows like this are accustomed to cast members behaving erratically. That's exactly what the show is looking for. But Jen took this to a higher level. She was described as over-the-top, aggressive, and out of control. She would regularly scream at people and engage in other disruptive behavior like throwing a pair of $1,500 shoes off of a boat, dumping champagne on a friend's head, and throwing water at a camera. Jen's spending habits attracted attention as well. Her spending habits were excessive even among a group of cast members where overspending was expected. Jen claimed that she made millions of dollars and probably spent at least $50,000 a month. Later, she said that was just on clothing. On one occasion, she spent over $80,000 on a party. The other cast members had rational explanations for how they earned money and would occasionally discuss what they did for a living. But Jen avoided that topic. She said things like she owned several businesses and was responsible for the algorithm that served ads online. One time, she implied that she was involved in direct response marketing. Jen said, quote, I'm the Wizard of Oz. I'm the one behind the curtain that nobody knows exists, but I'm the one making everything happen. Unquote. Jen's image on the show was larger than life and highly connected to materialism. She lived in a 9,420-square-foot Park City, Utah mansion with five beds and eight bathrooms and drove a Porsche Panamera. Jen failed to mention that the house was rented and the Porsche was leased. Jen had a number of assistants who would follow her around. Stuart Smith The man I mentioned, who worked with Jen before, was one of these people. He was her primary assistant. People found it strange how he performed just about every task for Jen. She couldn't seem to do anything herself. During Jen's time on the show, video of Jen screaming at her employees was released. She said things like, Shut the blank up. You think this is funny. One time, she even threw a chili bowl at a clothing designer. Her aggressive behavior lasted for a long time. It wasn't just one or two quick comments. Jen's chilly-bulb bombardment was so conspicuous, combative, and confrontational that it cultivated criticism. She ended up becoming a polarizing figure who was helping the reality TV series to grow in popularity. Her behavior caused her to receive more attention. The show's audience members were not the only ones paying attention to Jen's behavior. Federal authorities were as well. On March 30, 2021, Jen Shah and Stuart Smith were arrested. Jen was charged with conspiracy to commit money laundering and wire fraud. She pleaded not guilty to both charges. She posted her bond in cash. She didn't have any real estate to put up as collateral. Again, her house was rented. Jen maintained her innocence after her arrest by saying, "What I have been accused of is absolutely the complete opposite of anything I would ever do in my life." If I have any fault, it is because I am too giving and I help too many people." Unquote. Jen also sold Justice for Jen Shah t-shirts and said, quote, The only thing I'm guilty of is being shah unquote. Like a play on words between her last name Shah and the word amazing. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. On November 19, 2021, Stuart Smith pleaded guilty to conspiracy and obstruction. This put Jen in a tough position. Stewart would probably testify against her if she went to trial. In July 2022, Jen pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. On January 6, 2023, she was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. She was also sentenced to five years of supervised release and must pay $6.6 million in restitution. At her sentencing, Jen said that she struggled to be responsible for the longest time because she deluded herself into believing, that she had done nothing wrong. Jen received a lighter sentence compared to what she could have received. The judge indicated that he believed Jen would not commit a crime again, if for no other reason than she was so well known. After being sentenced, Jen had a party with about 20 guests at an Italian restaurant. She is scheduled to surrender herself in prison on February 27, 2023. That's when the real party will get started. Now moving to my analysis. Here are my thoughts on a few areas that stood out to me in this case. Item number one. Jen Sha was warned that appearing in the Real Housewives franchise would expose her secrets. Even without this warning, anybody joining a show like that must be prepared for embarrassing information to be revealed. It is simply the nature of being on that type of reality show. Most people on those types of shows are not happy about the fact that certain details about their personal lives could be made public. However, most of their secrets are fairly benign. If they are revealed, it might be embarrassing, but it's really more of an annoyance than anything else. Jen, however, had a fairly significant secret. She had been defrauding people out of millions of dollars. She was taking a tremendous risk by appearing on that show. Which brings me to item number two. Jen did everything that she could possibly do to stand out on the Real Housewives television reality series. She was by far the most obnoxious and dramatic cast member. Not only that, she made it a point to show off how much money she was spending. She was just asking to be noticed by the authorities. The day before she was arrested, she spent almost $300,000 on ruby and diamond rings, necklaces, and bracelets. Item number three, Jen was all about her image. It was the only thing that mattered to her. The most important objective was convincing people that she was wealthy and had money to burn. She was shallow, materialistic, and always needed to be the center of attention. The police seized about a hundred pieces of jewelry, handbags and accessories from Jen’s residence. The markings on all the items indicated that they were manufactured by luxury brands. But the majority of them were fake. In addition, as I mentioned, Jen rented her mansion and leased her car. Jen didn’t really have the lifestyle she pretended to have. Again, it was all about convincing people that she was wealthy. Based on her distorted sense of style, one could argue Jen was perpetrating two different types of crime. She defrauded millions of dollars from innocent people and used that money to bring life to gaudy and tacky jewelry and clothing, the likes of which the world has never seen. It's one thing to commit fraud. It's something else to commit an atrocity against the world of fashion. Item number four. Jen falsely believed that Stuart Smith was loyal to her. She forgot that there is no honor among thieves. After being arrested, Jen realized her attachment to Stuart was weak. Therefore, she simply did the arithmetic, decided to be apologetic, and entered into a plea agreement. To put this summary in words that Jen would understand, after being sha-rested, Jen realized that her sha-attachment to Stuart was weak. Therefore, she simply did the sha arithmetic. Decided to be shapologetic and enter into a plea agreement. Item number five, considering Jen's actions on the TV series and how this led to her being popular, what type of behavior do these types of shows encourage or glorify? The participants of the show, the cast members, are required to have what has been referred to as an inspirational lifestyle. They must have expensive clothing and jewelry, luxury cars, and mansions. Some people who watch the show live vicariously through the cast members. They want to be exactly like Jen or other participants. There's nothing wrong with making money, but all these cast members do with it is create drama and strife. It's worrisome that so many people have set their standards that low. In addition, the term reality show doesn't apply as the show does not reflect reality. Jen's lawyers pointed out that the show was semi scripted and heavily edited. It was designed to manipulate the audience and maximize ratings. Now moving to my final item, number six. Did Jen receive a fair sentence? Jen's attorneys made several arguments on her behalf. She was only one of many people involved in the criminal scheme. She never communicated with the victims. She did not invent the fraud and was not involved in all aspects of the conspiracy. Jen told the court that she was sorry for her role in the scheme. She apologized to the victims and said that she accepted full responsibility. She then promised to pay the restitution, as if she had a choice. The court did not make that optional. It was part of her sentence. Jen said, quote, I recognize that some of you lost hundreds, and others lost thousands, and I promise to repay, unquote. Moving back to the question, was Jen's sentence fair? It seems clear that Jen has a pronounced lack of insight. Therefore, it's hard to believe that she really understands how to avoid this behavior in the future. She flaunted money that she had stolen on a TV show. I'm not a big fan of prison sentences for property crimes, but considering she was active for about 10 years and targeted a vulnerable population, I think that three years in prison would have been acceptable. Again, she was sentenced to six and a half. I do, however, agree with the five-year period of supervised release, given Jen's lack of insight. Anything shorter would not be appropriate. Or to put that in language Jen would understand, not be shot appropriate. This has been true crime psychology and personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, vita brevis.